Hello and hi, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead. And all I gotta say to you is this has been one hell of a week. Been through a lot, but I really don't want to get into it. Fuck it, cue the theme song. Yeah, shouts out to Kane is Dead, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker walking up to old ladies, crotch chopping. I'm telling him to suck his motherfucking dick. He don't give a fuck. Daniel Gama, we about to show up on your fucking front porch and shit with bow ties wrapped on our dicks for Christmas. About to fuck your bitch, fuck your grandma, fuck your mom. We're about to mosh pin her pussy, bitch. Yeah, got his dick sucked by a bitch who been a wreck sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy shank like a set dick. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Got his dick sucked by a bitch who been a wreck sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a set dick. Wake up, stop sleeping on this podcast Or I'ma show up Christmas Eve and eat your mama ass Joey in the leather, licking on the dirty feet Watching Joker on the TV while he beat his meat Nothing more or less than a sick son of a bitch Fist inside your granny pussy all the way to the wrist Marsh pitting to the sound of stirring macaroni Walk inside your house, make it tell your brother blow me Got his dick sucked by a bitch who in a rag sick Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a sap dick Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Got his dick sucked by a bitch who in a rag sick Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a sap dick Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker Yeah, bitch, Kane is dead Daniel Gama, we don't give a fuck About to show up on Christmas with bow ties on our dick We don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas, bitch Happy Hanukkah It just dawned on me that the theme song I've been using, Kane is Dead, by Daniel Dahmer, has just two days away from being a year old. Isn't that crazy? I didn't think that I would be using it this long. Had I been more consistent with this show, then maybe, you know, it'd have some kind of more of a, uh, like a hallmark, if you will. Nothing against Dahmer. It's me. Me being the inconsistent blah 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 sack of shit that I am you get the goddamn idea but dig welcome to the Kane is Dead program I am your host Kane is Dead aka Kane aka Joey aka Joey CM aka Joey C Molina it doesn't matter what the fuck you call me because that is who I am dig so it's been a hell of a goddamn week I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not gonna pretend that this shit's not eating away at me but let's just say we finally reached the end of my week my week starts on friday and it ends on wednesday and yeah well technically tuesday but you you get the goddamn idea i have to leave there after midnight you know what i'm saying but anyways uh yeah so it's been a hell of a week a lot of shit's a lot of shit's been going down at work you know somebody tried to burn part of the building down another another you know, people just fucking being reckless. Uh, what's it called? Uh, along with trying to burn half the building down, somebody tried to uh, burn down the what do you call it? Uh, the dumpster. 
you know, bringing life to the term dumpster fire and, you know, shit like that. They did actually burn part of the dumpster, which was funny to me, but it, it, it was almost 100% completely unscathed. So it's not a whole lot of harm done and not a whole lot of, you know, you get a freaking stink that washed finally got away. So who can be who can really be mad about that? So, yeah, fuck it. What's been up, man? Me? Well, I kind of just told you. <laughs> other shit that's been going down at work. Somebody doesn't want to be there. They just hired a couple of other people. You know what I mean? And the motherfuckers don't want to be showing up and shit. The motherfuckers actually got escorted away. But one of the motherfuckers got escorted away by a cop in regards to her boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, this is lovely. This is just fucking fruitful, isn't it? She's not even on the goddamn payroll yet. And yet she's already start bringing the drama to work. Brilliant. Now, with that, I got to say another thing that happened too. yesterday. There was a blackout. So we kind of just stood around. I hid in the freezer, to be honest. Uh, I already don't like being around people at all, let alone being around people. And like even, you know, it don't matter if it's hot or cold outside, you know, inside of a building is going to start stinking one way or the other. And it doesn't have to be the people. It could be the shit that's around you. Uh, the cleaning products, the friggin' if you're working food, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So everything was just one big factor after another big factor. And before we knew it, everything just started going there. So I went into the freezer and I kind of just played around in there, you know, just looked around and sorted some things out, really, as opposed to putting stuff away, <laughs> which I should have been doing. But man, fuck it. Sorting, putting shit away. In the end, they both look the same. So why not? Excuse me. Anyway. So last week I talked about how, you know, suicide is basically my my comedic element. And I also talked about it in the episode before that. And the reason why I keep bringing it up is because, you know, like I said, it's funny to me. But last week I actually had an episode where I wanted to actually cope through with it. You know what I mean? Because of how fucked up it was for me to be listening to some really harsh, fucked up music and hearing some in one ear and then hearing somebody on the other side tell me about pleasant memories growing up and everything. And now I really look back on it and I feel like a real fucking asshole for doing it. But, you know, it's in my nature, I guess. I also heard a couple of things, you know, blah, blah, blah. People suck, you know, people suck and people suck more. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. A couple of nights ago, I actually had a tweaker try to come into the yard. And the thing is, my brother's dog is kind of mean. So as soon as the motherfucker crushed, uh, excuse me, crossed uh, across the fence and tried to get in, uh, the dog that we have in the back started barking. And this motherfucker is like, I don't know what breed the dog is, but, you know, he's basically big and mean he's like half whatever half bull <laughs> that's how much strength this motherfucker got and he doesn't attack or anything but you just hear him barking he has like a thunderous bark you know what i'm saying and then as soon as that motherfucker heard the dog barking he just jumped right back over the fence now had he had crossed well let's not discuss that but anyways a couple other things i want to talk about i don't know yet <laughs> oh yes 
I, I talked about Slipknot finally. I actually opened up about them and how I feel about them, how I really feel about them. And yeah, it's just a bunch of postscripts and whatnot. And just me, just me having to learn to grow up, really. Not necessarily me hating the band for being successful or whatever. I mean, the success is one thing, but you know, he, hating them for just being popular, I guess, you know, that's just petty. And I can be petty, yes, I'll admit, but at the same time, I'd rather just do my own thing. You know what I mean? I run enough up I run enough into that with, you know, the other parts of my uh, cultural diversion, if you will. <laughs> and yeah, so I figured nah fuck it. I don't have no more beef with Slipknot, but I do hate corn still, so fuck corn. I don't know how people consider them metal. Funniest thing is that their singer Jonathan Davis has stated that he doesn't like the band being referred to as metal. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you can't you can't compare shit to metal. So therefore, fuck corn. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, I was going to really this episode might not go as long as the other ones that have in the past. I'm still going to play some music. Uh, I'm going to be playing, you know, I got a couple of good uh, cuts ready. Well, on deck, you know what I mean? Oh, yes, I want to talk about one thing. Uh, Q Strange. Been a fan of him since, God, I don't even know when. You know what I mean? It's been a long time. I think maybe 2006 or 2005. I don't know. Around that time, it was the first time I ever heard Bad Day. And I I immediately fell in love with that song. And I started seeking out his stuff. And the thing about Q Strange and a lot of like horrorcore rappers from the, the East and the Midwest and whatnot... A lot of their shit's really hard to get out here. So, you know, I wound up finally scraping up some cash. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was I was still pretty young. So at the time I did that, I actually saved up some cash so I could pay for the shipping, pay for the CD. Uh, it was more than one CD, so it was like a good stack of CDs. Uh, for them to be sent to my house, or where I was living at at the time. And then, you know, of course, pay for ship, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I finally ordered, uh, at the time I ordered From Creation to Execution and Strangeland. And the funniest thing is I still got both copies sealed because I didn't know anything about collecting at the time. But somebody told me uh, if you if if it's really hard for you to get out there in Arizona, you should probably save them for, you know, when you know when when the collectors start trading and whatnot so i kind of took their advice and i did it i still got both copies sealed but here's the funniest thing the site that i ordered them from has gone under altogether, which was funny to me because i thought they were doing decently uh because they were bragging all the time about how freaking great that their independent choices and their independent sales and all that shit. You, you know the deal, you know. I go and look on there recently because I remember I had an account there and I had some I had some songs on there that I wanted to, you know, use for the show. So I go on there and it turns out, yeah, it it's not what it used to be. Now it's just kind of like a platform, if you will. And I go, man, ah, fuck it. You lose. <laughs> 
I just I'm trying to figure out if I still get access to those uh, those files still or not. And if I do, cool. And if not, well, fuck it. I tried. I uh, just the thing is I don't like ripping CDs a lot because it first off it takes way too long nowadays. Well, it doesn't take too long, but you get the idea. And on top of that, you know, I don't want to see. I don't want to open CDs. I don't want to open. I want to keep some put away and whatnot for a long time. And that's kind of like a goal of mine. You know, I don't have a whole lot, but I really do cherish my music collection. And every chance I get, I try to build it up. But thing is, it's just it's so hard to be saving money these days because you know how it is. <laughs> and yeah, so anyway, Q Strange, yes, Q Strange. I have those two CDs put away, and then I forgot what year it was. I think it was 2010, 2011, 2012. One of those three years, he released the Scumbag Superstar CD with you know the, that brass knuckle song, all that kind of cool stuff on there. And I, I dug it a lot, but that, that's the one I did open. But I think it came open. I'm not sure. It's been a while. So anyway, uh, recently I started looking into it, and I got word that Two Strange was re-releasing a uh, re-releasing a new record, and that's cool and all. And I'm like, oh shit, I haven't heard from Q in a long time. You know what I mean? It turns out that the uh, it's not an official release or something, and there's people behind it trying to to um, exploit. In other words, I don't know how true that is. I don't really, I don't really get into that side of thing. But it, it was confirmed by Q Strange himself that he had no, he has no part in it. You know what I mean? So with that said, I, I don't really know what to say because the thing is, it's not like you know, horrorcore hip hop is the only uh, community that this kind of happens in. Whereas you know, like in black metal black metal it has like a lot of fucking uh traders and you know bootleggers and shit like that that'll press up like one track list and then put it on a different thing in a different order and then they'll tell you straight up it's a new live bootleg leak or whatever so you wind up buying a record you already have but being that you know you're a collector and whatnot you probably don't mind it so much either now personally i I know that Mayhem has this going for them a lot, as well as uh, as well as uh, the Forgotten Woods, and then Tombs, uh, Grotesque, Burzum to a point. I know Burzum has a couple of bootleggers out there. Uh, Nagaroth, Nagaroth, you know them. Nagaroth, that's the way I pronounce it. Uh, Gorgoroth, Behemoth. Fucking even like you know like you know like Dark Throne shit like that like a lot of bands have are out of their you know whatever out of their control they have a lot of shit circulating around and like I said you know if this Q Strange thing you know it's it's whatever you know what I mean uh, I don't know if it's going to be pressed up either. Somebody revealed that it was an old song. I don't know. You know, like I said, I do know his back catalog a little bit, though. So before, you know, like I know that he had a record called Decayed Thoughts. 
And then he had like a couple of collabs, uh, a mildly racist one called the Ultimate Italo Vandal. But I forgot collection, the Ultimate Italo Vandal collection. I think I'm not sure. Or I had a couple of songs, you know what I mean, like like songs like "Can't Stand Niggas" and you know, "Thank God I'm Not a Moulinon," you know, shit like that. So. And uh, no, I'm not trying to sound racist. Those are just names of the songs that he had on there. You know, and anyway. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. so Decay Thoughts, all that stuff. So if this bootleg or whatever gets the time of day, gets released and whatnot, I don't know what the hell to really think about it. Because like I said, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, if there is pressings of it, people are going to go out of their way and buy it. That's just the way it goes. People are going to go out of the way. The true collectors, too. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants any holes in their collection. Uh, same thing with me. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not too proud to admit that I bought bootlegs, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but they were like, most of them, the ones that, because like I said, I deal more in metal. So a lot of the bootlegs that I have are actually live recordings from certain areas. So one of the ones that I have is it's a VHS tape of Slayer 1998 in New York. Pretty fucking rare, pretty hard to find. And best of all, it's mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got that one. I got a couple Cannibal Corpse cuts that are bootlegged. One of them is from Denmark, which is really fucking awesome to me. And the funniest thing is like you look at the album cover and it looks like one of the other official covers. Go figure, right? Uh, this the one that I got came in a blue vinyl. I want to get the other one. But the thing is, it jumped up in price f- f- since when I bought it. When I bought it, it was only like twenty five bucks, and I went back and looked at it. And now it's like fifty seven dollars. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. <laughs> uh, apart from that, you know, like there's like a lot of shit, you know. And I got, I got the thing is, I have uh, the. Uh, Dark Throne, Transylvanian, Transylvanian Hunger. I have it on three different formats. I have it on a CD, I have it on a cassette, and I have it on vinyl. The funniest thing is, all three of them are pressed up by different companies around the world. One of them is from Brazil, one of them is from Germany, and one of them is from Norway. And the funniest, and that's what makes me laugh more, because like all three of them have the same goddamn songs, same track list, same lineup, same everything. The only difference is a little bit in quality on each of them. For example, one of them, the vinyl one sounds really raw. And that's, you know, it's pretty cool. The The, the CD version sounds very refined. It, it's, it's very remastered, even though it's very old at this point. And then the, what do you call that? The, the, the cassette tape is right in the middle. It doesn't sound shitty, but it doesn't sound great. It's just right, perfect contrast between the two. And that's not a bad thing. Not a good thing. It's just that's just how it goes, and and I dig it too. And I got a couple of cuts from Mayhem. Same thing, you know what I mean. And and th- that's what I love mo- more about the the metal community because it's it's like it's you know I, I mean yeah you get a few bitter cunts here and there, but for the most part it's collection for the sake of collection because I have a lot of you know patches. I collect patches too. I got a lot of band patches. I got to start building up my collection again but with that said i got like five or six different mayhem ones dawn of the black hearts they're all the same picture 
the same logo mayhem one but there's little differences here and there for example i got one that's the specific cover uh dead laying in the pool of his own blood with the freaking shotgun next to him his head open and on top of this is mayhem and it says dawn of the black hearts so then after that we got the other one same deal but everything is in black everything is in black and white but the blood then we got third this one has a slight alteration like the 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 the, the contract like the 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 hue if you will i guess that's what you want to call it of the coloring on the on the clothing that the dead's wearing it's a little sharper like you can it's a little more vibrant and then yeah same thing and then i got one i got one and this one the only there's a very slight difference but if you spot it you know what you did yeah i mean and i'm gonna tell you what it is anyways the difference is like where it says mayhem right above it in little itty bitty light, uh, letters it says the true so the true mayhem and yeah you get the idea which brings me back to like the lords of chaos movie and and that scene when when Oystein takes a picture of dead when he's dead you know in the movie it seems very surreal like like i have to do it but it's not like you know he's willing i guess whereas in the in the what do you call that the reality of the thing allegedly allegedly he was very happy to see the fact that dead had finally carried through with his plans and then on the movie they make your uh euronymous arseth oystein whatever you want to call him they make him look human in reality he apparently wasn't very human <laughs> uh, especially if you especially if you ask varg vikernes varg vikernes is a uh real asshole <laughs> but yeah you know it comes, it comes it all comes back to this Q Strange is cool in my book. I still like him. Apparently, he retired a long time ago. It's cool. Um, if people are going to make money off of that record, go ahead. Forget. There's always a grift in the system, as they say. But anyways, yeah, that's pretty much all I needed to say for now. I'm going to be talking about... I'm going to I'm gonna do it a little bit different now. I'm going to talk about, you know, people uh, and, and things that influence me in, in my life. Cause I really don't talk like this because usually I'm really shy, like I tell everybody. But the funniest thing about my my thing is the fact that there's a lot of like it's not shit per se. It's more like okay, I'll put it this way: my show. When I first started doing this show, I just want to. It, it comes. I came off more like a freaking shy kid or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I would record this in the kitchen. No, not the kitchen, the dining room of my place. And I would be getting drunk at the same time. And that's kind of like, now I look back on it and I kind of had to cringe on myself for it. Because after a while, the episodes just became a, a stuttering, blubbering mess. And and, and it, was, it, it was just terrible constantly repeating myself and i still do it yeah but at least now i have more of a filter to stop kind of you know i mean i still stutter and stammer and i still can't pronounce shit right but 
that's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? That's just how I do. And it, it, that's been my play since I was a kid. So now you know why I don't really talk that much. But dig, I'm going to play you a track from an old school, very old school horrorcore song. I'm gonna, it's a, by a group, Canadian horrorcore group called Fuckface. The song is called Mushroom Cloud. And yeah, so I'm going to play that right now. Then I'm going to follow it up with Henry Kane. So yes, we'll be right back. For the terror, summer, villain, society zeros Maybe God sends a message from the heavens Payback's a missing, you're gonna love it Propaganda on the new chains of channel Choice forces, bullshit is too much to handle Spark alertity is based on corruption He's happy to lead you to death and destruction Zone agenda, disguises injustice You're sent out to die, but he won't raise his open Sit and watch you on his big screen and laugh But the bombs are exploding, you're under attack in Iraq, Middle East, where the oil is at Don't suck a crack, cause they can, that's a fact Don't torture your resources if they get the chance If they can't control their shit, nobody can
that was Mushroom Cloud by Fuckface and Age of the Idiot by Henry Kane. A little background on both. Fuckface is a rap group from Canada, I believe. Uh, very politically charged, as you can tell. Made up of two members, Chapel and Diabolical. They made one record together, I believe. That's the only record they made as a group called Torn from the Womb. Very death metal. If you ever look at the album cover, it's very death metal oriented. You know what I mean? Pretty cool shit. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, so we got that one. Uh, I remember one of them, I believe it was Chapel, made a solo effort at one point. The thing is, they come off more as an industrial group, like Rammstein and all that stuff, you know what I mean? As opposed to a hip-hop group. Although they both know how to flow and all that other stuff. Yeah, they they, they made that one record, Torn, tomb from, uh, Torn from the Womb, had a couple of collabs on there, like Cannibalistics, uh, Q Strange, again. And a couple other ones I can't remember at the time. Jim Reaper, I believe, was on there. Yeah, these are these are some real old school horror core names I'm dropping. You know what I mean? Then we get with Henry Kane, who is pretty much a death grind crust core. You need to get the idea. Death metal band, or oh, just a just a heavy ass band. A lot of shit goes into it. You know what I mean? Uh, really fun shit. The Age of the Idiot, really fun song. The dude that's behind it, he's also part of bands like Wombath, I think that's how you say it. You know, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. All the way from Sweden. All the way from Sweden, really killer shit. Some good cuts on there as well. I really like it a lot. You know, it, it's, it's, it's rare to find really great death metal now. Even more rare is... You know, it's, it's just hard to get a, good, a hold of anything good now. <laughs> and it's, it's not the musician's fault. It's just quality. It's just not really up to par anymore. Like the latest Lamb of God record, it wasn't that great. Not, not I'm not really a big fan of them either. But even I got to say, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the Lamb of God that I knew from when I was younger. You know, back in 04 and shit. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm not that old, but I can honest, honestly say that that was a while back, you know? But yeah, it's not a big deal. Even the new Deftones record, it's funny because the Deftones record nowadays just sounds, makes the band sound like a uh, a hardcore group, you know, beat down and shit like that, you know what I mean? Slamming and all that stuff, which is weird because they always came off more horny than they did aggressive. Well, then again, maybe all that horniness became aggression within the within the dying years. Yeah, you know, it's all about what it really comes down to. It's all about the self-indulging apocalypse that we are all embracing at the moment. So, yeah, here's to you. Cheers and shit. Ah. So anyway, I was going to talk to you guys about my uh, my influence, my influence, if you will. You know, things like, I remember growing up and shit like that, like comedians and stuff, you know what I mean? The, the things that influenced me when I was a kid. Mm. So we'll start off with, with, uh, with the obvious ones. So we're going to go with George Carlin. George Carlin is probably my biggest influence in my life ever. He taught me everything when I was a kid. 
uh, a whole lot to be honest and I can never thank him for it never got a chance to thank him for it but I'm pretty sure he knew that somewhere in the world there was some kid somewhere who would just hear his his uh, his records watch his stand up all that stuff and be absorbing it absorbing it so much that it pretty much separated the uh you know his virtue i guess you know what i mean to the point that he actually got the kid to start thinking more and more and more for himself as opposed to letting others dictate his life and that kid was me you know I, he I can't even I can't even begin to explain how much he has influenced me in my life. To this day, I still kind of you know I still owe him a lot. One of these days, you know, one of these days, well, it's never gonna happen. But I just wanted to see him one day and give him my thank you, shake his hand and whatnot. Really means a lot to me. After that, we got another comedian. You know, his name was Bill Hicks. Yeah, Bill Hicks. One of my mom's favorites. She had his UFO CD. And she had the Arizona Bay CD. I think that's what it was called. She had both of them. She would play them constantly. And I would like... It was funny because I didn't understand the humor. But what I did understand was the uh, the fact that he was just really intense. And it wasn't for everybody. And it's funny because you hear it a lot on the record like especially on the records like the tv things are one thing you know what i mean the the specials they're one thing but you get like you know you get to hear the audio and you actually you actually get to hear him do like these little shithole clubs where he actually like you know what i'm saying like if you look at his his tv performances like on hbo and all that stuff he doesn't bomb. He actually catches a lot of people off guard. A lot of people cheer for him. They think he's great. However, on the records, like on that UFO one, I saw him finish the UFO record the same way he finished One Night Stand from HBO. And there's a vast difference. First off, on the HBO one, as soon as he did that bit when he says about space travel around the world, billions and billions and billions of years from now. Billions and billions and billions of years from now, right? When he said that, the crowd went nuts. Everybody stood up. Yeah, go Bill Hicks and shit, right? But then, on the record, he says the same joke. And when he says the billions of years align, you hear maybe two or three fucking stifled uh, claps. You know what I'm saying? So, it kind of just shows how he was unrelenting in his touring. And it actually, it, it, it says a lot about his character that... He didn't care if he had to do like a barn or a fucking farm or whatever, you know what I mean? Or somebody's backyard. He just he just knew what he had to do and he knew what he was he knew his purpose. And and that's what I I, I gotta respect him a lot for that. Now granted there's a lot of views that he has that I don't share with him, but that's with anybody, you know what I mean? I don't share a lot of views with you know, I I don't like political shit. And he doesn't get very political, but he does tap into it here and there. But most comedians do anyway, so it's not really a big deal. And then we got to get to one of the forbidden ones, if you will. The forbidden motherfucker. Growing up, I remember seeing this man 
had two records that my mom had. And the funniest thing is one was in black and white and the other one was white and black. Thinking to myself, this is cool. I got to hear it. So I'm, as I'm about to play it, mom comes running in the room. No, you can't be listening to him. No, 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 no. Never, ever, ever, ever. So what she does is she gets both of these, puts them away, and I still haven't found them since. <laughs> well, now that I'm older, I remembered what they were. And both of these records are controversial in their own right as as opposed to but not like in a, in a level that I really don't know how to put it you know what I mean but anyways they're, they're controversial because the person who made them did them on like such a anti-comedy type of deal this is the first time that I've ever seen or heard anybody use comedy as a weapon that's saying a lot and because of that he influenced me granted though his other gimmick wasn't so much as intriguing as opposed as as intriguing to hear as opposed to to seeing his you know his his aura if you will you know what i mean his energy that he brought to the stage and that motherfucker is andrew dice clay <laughs> That motherfucker is, he's, uh, you know, when he's doing the rhymes, it's funny, I guess, but it's like one trick pony shit. But to hear him actually start riffing and talking straight shit, that's when it gets really, that's when he gets really good. Now, I, I was a fan of the rhymes when I first heard them, which was way, way, way back. Cause like I said, my, my family loves comedy, uh, music, comedy, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And my dad had, my dad always had HBO, like I said before. And I remember watching the stand-up, the young stand-up, no, Weekend at Dangerfields or something like that. Anyway, a lot of amateur comedians, a lot of advanced comedians, all that stuff, you know what I mean? But anyways, point was, Andrew Dice Clay came on one episode and he was very sporadic. This was like the birth of his character, that, that deuce and domino you know, Italian macho motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So this was the birth of that character. And he comes out, he lights a cigarette, he takes at least 15 minutes to light it. <laughs> and he starts doing the rhymes. And we all know the fucking rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Like, like hickory dickory dock, you know, and then uh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, shave that pussy, it's oh so hairy. You know, shit like that. Uh, what's in the bowl, bitch? You know, he needed the money, you know what I'm saying? Because of him, I started picking up all those goofy ass, you know, you uh, those little fucking, you know, those mannerisms that he has, you know what I mean? And, you know, when I talk and like when I start talking and I start getting into it, I start emulating parts of it, not completely, but parts of the dice character. You know what I'm saying? So, well, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but but that that's all that's a whole different thing. And that just became habit. But I'll explain that later. But anyways, this motherfucker, you like, oh, you know what I mean? I started doing oh a lot after a lot of shit that I would hear, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I will point at somebody, and I, like, I'll point at somebody and i say, hey, fuck you, oh, shit like that, you know, dumb juvenile shit. And um, the constant, you know, like, and the mannerisms, you know what I mean? The constant, like, you know, like, you can't keep steady type shit, you know what I'm saying? 
that's the kind of shit that I will start doing. And he's not a major influence, but he has influenced me a lot. You know, so he's pretty funny in my book. He's he's still controversial to a lot of people. You know, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people still find him offensive, disgusting, and all that stuff. That's fine, whatever. That's your trip. <laughs> but but like I said, it was two records that my mother kept away from me. She had them, but I was never allowed to hear them. And that was the day the laughter died, and then the day the laughter died, part two. Day the laughter died, part one. It's very genius shit. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, you know, it's very anti-comedy. It's him delivering punchlines, but they're not hidden. Him riffing on the crowd, but you know they're not responding. Him ranting and raving and all that shit, getting loud, extremely offensive content. You know, he even attacks Native Americans at one point, which <laughs> you know what the hell, you know what I mean? Like, it's it it's it's him in such a rare form. I mean, yeah, he's still a prick and a posturing asshole, but he's still he's still providing the humor and the anti-humor and the weird fucking the hour back segment still has me rolling and I don't know why you know and that that's 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 just what gets me you know the hour back get it I'll see you back here in an hour back get it it it's almost 15 minutes of him doing that and even he's like why are you laughing what the fuck is so funny about saying hour back get it and then he just keeps going on about our back get it I don't know why it's funny but it's funny and it ends somberly you know what I mean it ends very like oh okay yeah it's just cool you know whatever and then then the day the laughter died too well that one had everything that the first one was kind of missing he's still vulgar he's still you know whatever He's still way offensive, more more so than ever. But in this one, at the very end, motherfucker gets confrontational with them, and then they start arguing and they start yelling at each other. The argument it's titled actually. It ends with uh, Dice almost beating the fuck out of this guy. And I don't know how true it is, but allegedly that incident led to him almost losing his career, which I found amazing. You know, I'm like. That's crazy that motherfuckers is like they hated him that much, but they didn't hate him enough not to go to a show, which makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to go to a goddamn? It could be anything, you know, rock. It, it could be any kind of concert or movie or whatever. Why are you going to go if you hate the person in it? You know what I mean? Or the star. These people actually went there. Well, actually, really, I don't think they they were there uh, as a. Uh, as uh, hecklers at first I think they were there and when Dice started getting really mouthy about not wanting to do the the riddles that's when the shit hit the fan you know what I'm saying and motherfuckers just kept saying you don't bother me that much you don't bother me that much and apparently there's a woman there that she's just laying there and uh, sitting there and as Andrew Dice Clay says uh, look at her she, she, you're not a lady you don't know you what lady sits like that with her asshole hanging out? You think Liz Taylor does that shit? 
Maybe when she's at home. And then he just starts getting really loud and brash with him. He's like, I fucked your mother in the ass and made your fucking daddy eat it. Shit like that, you know what I mean? Very fucking hard. Very fucking raw. And then the motherfucker's like, I'm a magician. I could do a better show than you. If I brought you on the stage, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you know, they just keep going and going and going at the very end. Dice says, uh, I fucked your grandmother, blah, blah, blah. I fucked your mom in the ass and made your dad eat my cum. Shit like that. He just keeps going and going and going and adding more fuel to this fire. And just when you thought it was over, Dice gives him the okay. He's like, you're too motherfucking funny, brother. You're too motherfucking funny. Right? Motherfucking gets up one more time and he's like, and you just hear Dice yell, don't stand up. You don't intimidate me. And then the dude's all like, you don't intimidate me. And then like in the distance, you hear the mic drop and you kind of hear the confrontation, the the dialogue between the two. And then it ends all over. Then it's just all over right there. And if you have this on record or whatever, it'll start over. And you just hear him doing that loud, obnoxious laugh that he did in the beginning, right before he goes, good morning, soldier. You know what I'm saying? And that, well, that, that one actually has one of my favorite, my, my favorite lines from him when he goes, what's the difference between an anal and oral th- thermometer? The taste. Oh, and, yeah. So because, you know, I learned a lot from him, basically. And he's been my influence. So when I really get into, I guess, what you could say, my character, my first, my persona, I did not say fur, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I have a brother. Let's just not get into it. But anyways, uh, yeah, when I get into the, the zone, if you will, when I become Joey, the real Joey, the one that people don't see that much, I, that's when the dice meets me. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's a lot of posture and a lot of, you know what I mean? Like a lot of head movements, a lot of hand movements and shit. Like, like when I say, like, when I say, you know what I'm saying? Since I started saying that a long time ago, you know what I mean? And not me. But anyway, but more, you know what I'm saying? When I say, you know what I'm saying? I have the habit of like my left hand going, like pointing up and then going to the right. I don't know why, but that's just kind of the thing that's happened. And I ca- I catch myself doing it sometimes, but a lot of time I don't catch myself doing it. It's just such habit. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just the way it goes. Same thing with like Dice. I remember he used to like take 15, 20 minutes to light a cigarette. Very sporadic movements. Unless you count his appearance on Pretty in Pink. Because <laughs> I'm Pretty in Pink. He lights the cigarette in like three or four motions. I think he was a bouncer, if I'm not mistaken. Then it all comes to, you know, like his movie, that one, uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Watched it, hated it, but I liked him in it. And Gilbert Gottfried and, of course, Freddy Krueger's in there, too. You know, how can you go wrong? Very hot secretary that he's with, you know? It is just a funny Al Bundy. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ed O'Neill. But at the time, it was the peak of the Bundy family. And whoever, you know, whoever doesn't like the Bundy family, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> You'll be that lady from Michigan writing more letters about how offensive it is 
to see Al Bundy be a goddamn pig of a man with a loser of a wife and even worse kids. <laughs> no, but for real. Uh, let's see. But the thing is, those are my influences. And motherfuckers can look at them and be like, wow, that's so stupid. Look at that. He idolizes white guys. And that's where more race shit comes in. See, motherfuckers out here, they expect me to be down with motherfucking hacky motherfuckers like George Lopez. I hate George Lopez. I hate Carlos Mencia if he's still irrelevant. If he's still relevant. I hate Gabriel Iglesia. I hate Felipe Esparza. I hate all those guys. Why? They're not funny to me. I don't hate them all. Sorry. I do not hate them all. I like Gilbert Esquivel. Alex Raimundo Joey Medina Cheech I like you know I, I'm I'm pretty diverse when it comes to the uh, comedy thing just like with my music I listen to all that shit the only ones I don't like are the contemporary comedy shit that's what I consider the ones that I listed and it's not just them you know what I mean the ones that I said I don't like it's also, you know, like shit like Jeff Foghorzy, Bill Engvall. Uh, what's his name? That guy with the puppets, John Dunham or whatever his name is. That guy. You know, I don't like that contemporary comedy shit because it's just niche. It's just gimmick. Well, I mean, a lot of comedy is gimmick, but this is just more gimmicky than I would like. You know, when you have like a whole segment, you know, you're a redneck, you know, you're a redneck. You know you're a redneck. Out here, we had a, a radio station who was some stupid asshole. Irritating power. Here, I'll do it because I hate it. I hate it so much. I'll do it because of how fucked in my head it is. Power 92.3. Uh, AZ, where hip-hop lives. Yeah. Fuck Power 92.3. Now it's Power 98.3. But fuck them too. Fuck them twice. Motherfuckers ruined a lot of goddamn rap. The same way KUPD ruined a lot of goddamn rock. Now, with goddamn 98.3, aka 92.3, they had this segment in the morning, this one, uh, the host, I forgot his name really. He was a real obnoxious kind of motherfucker. Like, worse than me. You know what I mean? This motherfucker was so obnoxious. I don't even remember his name. I just remember in the morning, he would do the same Jeff Foxworthy gimmick over and over again. But it wasn't, you might be a redneck. It was, it was you might be a Mexican. Now, I mean, some of it was kind of funny. Like, you might be a Mexican. If you make this, <laughs> okay, this one did make me laugh. <laughs> My bad. Okay, you might be a Mexican <laughs> if you make the sign of the cross before you scratch a lottery ticket. Now that was some funny shit. You might be a Mexican if you tell time by watching TV, shit like that. You know. But he would do it every day and he wound up repeating himself after the first week. And, I, and then I said, you know, you're no better than Jeff Foxworthy and all those other dicks. And then after that, 
we had oh yeah another thing i can't stand for the most part prank calls i think they're so stupid i think anybody who gets enjoyment out of them is stupid mostly because they're just they're just cheap thrills and cheap laughs whatever and we had the same thing here uh we still kind of have one and i'll get into that right now but the one i was talking about the same station power 92.3 or power 98.3 fuck them twice like i said fuck them this is not where hip-hop lives dig motherfuckers is on there it was a chick i forgot her name but she was a uh, loudmouth cunt who would never shut the fuck up you know what i mean not even to save her own life she couldn't shut the fuck up motherfuckers just straight up she would call people like random businesses and start complaining about the dumbest things and then start accusing them of dumber shit oh you got me pregnant now i want you to remember blah 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 or you got me pregnant i want you to pay for the abortion or more or once was really dark or you got me pregnant but don't worry i'm I'm about to run into a knife while i'm running down the stairs i'm gonna fall on a knife when i'm running down the stairs you know shit like that was really tasteless and stupid she used to get cussed out all the time and she was just irritating i think it was called the she put a lot of emphasis in the way she would talk you know what i'm saying so motherfucker would be like i think it was the oh fuck what was it called i don't know but anyway the am something i don't know stupid phone calls all the time and she was irritating as fuck and then i just started hating radio after that and and you know it's funny because when you know when radio gets fucked up when you actually start jumping on the am and start listening to the way you know the am radio the am radio talk show shit or radio disney i don't judge (laughs) But anyways, yeah, so we did that. They would do that. Then I would just say, this is so stupid. It's not even funny. And the thing is, every day on the drive to school, we would hear that because the bus driver, uh, the bus driver, that's the only station you would play. And that's when I got burned down on a lot of rap anyways. You know what I mean? Like Nelly and Snoop Dogg and all that other shit. They have, we have a local rap group out here. They're called the NB Riders, and they're stand. It stands for Nasty Boy Rider, which is <laughs> real sus, if you ask me. Hey, I'm not judging. Let's just say, pick a better name. Well, they were called the Nasty Boy Click or whatever. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. Point is, they're significant out here in Arizona, because especially where I live at, the girls love his music. Well, now it, it it all came down to one member. His name is MC Magic. Anyway, yeah, they would play his music and the NB Riders music all the time on the radio, and it just made me hate the NB Riders, mostly because I'm a I'm the type of guy that I don't like love songs in general. There are a lot that I like. There are a lot that I do kind of mess with here and there. I do listen to a few of them willingly, not, you know, whatever. And there's other ones where I listen to privately where nobody can, you know, hear me hearing them. (laughs) So the thing is, yes, the NB writers or MC Magic, those guys, all their music is about love, making love. And they all talk the same way, the same, like. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I can't rap. 
But let me just give you an example of what they sound like. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's the chorus. I wanna have sex. Yeah. And then we get to the verses, right? Motherfuckers is like, Hey, yo, you my sweet little senorita. I'm gonna eat you like a flauta con tripas. You know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it was really whack because I'm like, the hook sounds like you guys are like trying not to come. And then at the same time, he's trying to come out more. You know what they sound like? They sound like Vanilla Ice when he made that song, I Love You. Girl, I want to fuck you. I want you to know it's all about you. I'm going to eat your pussy like a... Wait. I'm going to eat your pussy like a... I'm going to eat your pussy like a carrot cake. And if it's bleeding, I consider it a steak. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like that, that is the kind of like, ooh, type shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and this is what get girls wet. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't know anything about girls getting wet at the time. But you know what I'm saying? This shit, like, I hear it and I'm thinking to myself, this is so lame. It's not even cool. It's not even funny. You know what I mean? The parodies are funny. But yeah, that's all they would play is that kind of shit, shitty hip hop, and prank phone calls. <laughs> Now we got another episode We got another uh, show out here Same thing But it's on another station 104.3 Shitty station R&B Contemporary hip hop You know all that shit New Jack Swing I dig it I dig the sound I like it enough to hear it You know what I'm saying But They have this thing Every morning I think the gimmick is like at Every day at the sevens all morning at the 7 Starting at 607, 707, 807, 807, 807, 807, 807 10 and 7 11 Leading up to 12 7 But then All it is Is This dude The DJ Gets in contact with some man Woman Whatever And They like Oh I got Suspicion That like The person I'm fucking Is fucking someone else You know what I'm saying But uh I don't know, man. Can you do something for me? And he goes, yeah, 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 I'll do this. So he calls the motherfucker up and he was like, uh, let's just say example, Jacob. Hey, Jacob, it's me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just here on a radio promotion for a hotel that we just built near you. And what I'm going to be doing is like, I'm going to be getting reservations for you. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do is this. You tell me your name and the name of somebody you're going to be bringing with you. So we will we'll know how much, you know, what kind of room you need, what kind of, you know, all that stuff. We just want you to enjoy yourself. Everything's on us. So give me your name. My name is Jacob. Fuck. All right, Jacob. Fuck. Now, who are you going to take with you to the hotel thing? Well, I had to think about it for a minute. I finally decided I'm going to be bringing my girlfriend, Gabrielle. Then all of a sudden, who the fuck is Gabrielle? But you know, it's censored. Who the beep is Gabrielle? Huh? Huh? You never mentioned her before. What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing behind my back? And then the guy will have to break character. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm just blah, blah, blah from 104.3. And I'm over here with the, with the, your wife. Now you got, you got some explaining to do. You know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, like, another, that's another thing right there. The gimmick wears out way too fast. And I don't know how people can enjoy that. 
I guess it's just I live in a society, a community where every motherfucker loves to hear every motherfucker's misery. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get it. I don't get the thrill out of it. I hear somebody cheating on the motherfucker. I go, you know what? It sucks to be you, motherfucker. Thank, thank everything. It ain't me. Cause if it were me, man, I don't know what the hell kind of misery I'd be living in right now. Can't stand that shit. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. Whoever fucking likes, ah, god, I can't even get into. I can't even get in detail how much I hate relationships nowadays, you know what I'm saying? But dig. So, yeah. That's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? And that, that's my take on the comedy. Uh, I don't like gimmick comedy. I do like, well, I mean, I like some of it, but I don't like all of it. I don't like prank calls. I don't like George Lopez. I don't like Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, shit like that. You know, there's another one. He's a Native American comedian named Don Burnstick, I believe. And all he ever talks about is life on the reservation. That gets old after a while, too. You know, and... I don't know, man. It, it, oh, yeah, before I get even further, Richard Pryor is a, also a huge influence on me. Richard Pryor mostly due to the fact that he was open about everything. Every, everything. And it's funny because, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't want to, like, mention this too many times, but I, I, I'm very open about my sexuality. I was talking to somebody and he goes, Hey, did you know that Richard Pryor is bisexual? I go, Yeah. It's in his bio. Yeah. Isn't that great? And I go, Why are you making the point to point it out to me that he was this way? You know what I mean? I don't get it. I don't get people no more. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it goes, I guess. Anyway, I'm about to play you a new song by the band called Joy. Joy makes the song that I'm about to play. <laughs> the song is called You Chose Death. No, it's called You Chose to Die. <laughs> the song is called You Chose to Die. It is off the self-titled Joy album. Um, anything else I gotta say? Yep. DSBM, Depressive Suicidal Black Metal. You know it won't be my show if I don't play at least one of these tracks. This one's kind of, this one's not as long as the other ones I played before. But like I said, if you don't like this kind of stuff, if it's too heavy, if it's too nasty, if it's too sad, if it's too depressing, if it's all that shit too much for you, then I suggest you stop playing now or skip ahead five, five and a half minutes from now. Thank you.
I didn't realize that the last segment lasted as long as it did, but it did. I was only trying to do about 15 minutes worth of content regarding my idols. And it's kind of funny because I didn't go through all of them, but you got the general idea of what I was going with. You know, we got Dice Clay, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Richard Pryor. A couple of other ones, but I'd rather, you know, I'd rather people discover shit themselves than to let me pretty much just pass it on you know, whatever. It's that's just that's just how it should be. None of that fucking shortcut shit. Nobody rides for free, motherfucker. But dig that band I just played, Joy. Let me tell you something about Joy. The guy, the dude, the main man behind the project, right? He like a I don't know if you guys know this or not, but a lot of like death metal, black metal. You know, the metal underground, if you will. A lot of them have members that do different projects all over the place. You know what I mean? Like Slice the Cake comes from three different countries. Uh, you know, shit like that. Bro Job does a bunch of collabs with other bands. You know, shit like that. But they, this dude, he did. He's like, um, yeah, you know what I mean? He's basically what i can say is this he's kind of like a multi-talented dude he does a lot of shit you know what i mean he does a lot of music and whatnot thing is i was reading his bio right it turns out that a lot of the projects that he had a lot done a lot of writing and whatnot for turns out somehow or the other the people that he was working with found a loophole and basically got his name and everything else removed from you know the band camp pages the metal archive and all that other stuff even youtube right now like if they were to upload one of his videos on uh, his songs on youtube it'll probably be flagged by some asshole regarding because you know regarding this whole like i don't know how to put it you know like this whole copyright shit you know and it's actually kind of fucked up you know it's it makes you wonder what kind of shit is out there like I remember them saying that, what is it? ICP, when they made the the Great Malenko, they said that Slash was supposed to appear in the music video with them, but they said that Slash would hurt ICP's image. And I'm thinking to myself, how? I guess that's just how it goes. Maybe it's just clever wording for people to say they don't want to be a part of something. When in fact, yeah, they did, but they can't or they don't. You know what I mean? I don't really know what I'm trying to say with that. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's pretty fucked up. You put in all the time and effort to be making a, a record, not just for you, but for multiple people, multiple projects, multiple writing projects, all kinds of work going into this thing. And then motherfuckers is just straight up going to tell you, fuck you. You didn't do anything. It's all part. Of, it's all me. You don't. You don't, you don't exist in my plan. That's completely fucked. <laughs> it's the same thing with like, you know, like earlier I played Henry Kane. For all we know, Henry Kane can be flagged in less than a year because of the stupid shit that people have to say. For all we know, like, I hope it doesn't happen, but like, for all we know, the other bands he are par- he's a part of just might just sever ties altogether. 
That's just what shitty people are. You know what I mean? It, it sucks. Yeah, but what are you going to do about it, you know? It's not like we can combat these forces. I mean, we can try. There are some people that are really smart with this kind of shit. I know a couple of hip-hop producers out here in Arizona. They got studios and shit, but right before they start recording, they do this uh, very fucking... You know, combed over, combed with the fine tooth, whatever. I mean, looked over with a fine tooth comb type shit. You know what I mean? Contracts that he pretty much puts out, and basically, yeah. I mean, he's he's got his talent. You know what I mean? Thing is, he he does it all, and I haven't really heard from him in a long time. But he always wanted to go make me. Uh, he not make me, but he always wanted me to go down to his studio and shit. And, you know, catch up on, you know, whatever artist he had in there doing some sesh. While, you know, he'd, you know, he'd be chiefing. And he always wanted me to chief with him, too. But I, I'm like, I don't really do that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he, if it, you know, he's good company. And a lot of times, you know, some a lot of times people will make compromises to hang out with some really cool fuckers. You know what I mean? And he was one of them, too. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you know, man, I don't chief that much no more. But fuck it, why not? Let, you know, if you're going to lie, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And he was gonna actually help me get into the the comedy routine, the comedy stuff too. But like I said, COVID happened, and I haven't heard from him since. Good guy though, very good guy. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, <clears throat> I don't know, man. He goes over through everything like with the with the with the fine tooth comb. Is that how they say it? Gives all the good documentation. Gives you all the details you need. Before you even commit to signing anything. That's professionalism at its best. <laughs> I gotta give him a lot of credit for that one. And that's about it. You know what I mean? That's all I really gotta say. It's just bullshit that motherfuckers do that. Or that fucked up towards people. <laughs> that they have to... Um, Cut you completely out But then again You know family's no different Life's no different Nothing new So real quick What I wanted to say was (coughs) This whole support shit You know Do people still do that? I do my best Like I don't really support The hip hop community no more Like even horrorcore Like the only horrorcore I still buy is like The shit that I've known For years You know what I mean I mostly go Most of my support money Goes towards like You know metal Metal labels and shit Little bands here and there I remember those It was always It was always funny to me It's like Way back in the day there was always these bootleg sites for like horrorcore, specifically horrorcore and underground hip hop in general. And, and there was these like the blog spot. Let's just say, I don't know if it was horrorcore. Let's just say it was like, you know, I eat cunt You go there, bam, you find, you know, whatever album you need, whatever album you want, you know, shit like that. All it takes is a couple of clicks and there you go. Fuck it's yours. <laughs> But there was always like a loophole behind it where they would say, if you download these files, what is it? yeah, 
If you download these files, remember to delete them within 24 hours. Otherwise, it's considered theft. These are not here for your personal pleasure. These are here for educational and previews and let people decide whether they want to buy this record or not. Yeah, we see how well that did. Remember when Mega Upload got fucking taken down? Yeah, me too. But dig. It just makes me laugh that same same sites. They always had a chat log on them. And the chat log was always like the admin guy, his backup, his friends, all that stuff. All these people jabbering on and on and on about how this album sucks, this movie sucks, da 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 da. Uh, some of them were actually even bootlegging porno. Go figure. But anyways, I remember just looking over the shit and motherfuckers is always going on about. Don't download the files. If you do, blah, blah, blah. Remember, you got to support the Wicked Underground. Support the Wicked Underground. All that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking to myself, that's cool and all. But you are probably somebody who downloaded it to begin with. So don't be giving anybody lectures about what what and what not to bootleg, what and what not to take. You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question straight up. When's the last time you actually fully paid for a porno? A porno scene. You know what I mean? Even back then when porno was actually good, you know, with Belladonna and all those motherfuckers. You know, you take, you see Belladonna take it up the ass and you knew damn well it was worth paying for. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, there was a lot of attack, a lot of people with, it's the same thing with like the fucking the Juggalo shit. Like I said last time, you know what I mean? The Juggalo shit is like, there's a lot of negativity within the community. It's the same thing with the, with these people, you know, the horrorcore, you know, which are, you know, not that much more different in terms of bitchiness, you know? I love juggalos, but there are, like I said, there are some out there that are very self-righteous. Some of them are, you know, fucking idiots. And same thing with these underground folks. A lot of them are fucking idiots. A lot of self-righteous shit, you know. Well, I would know what it's like to really have a hard copy of said record so I can put it away in my collection. And feel superior to anybody else. And and then, you know, they, they don't take into consideration the fact that, you know, somebody could have, you know, somebody could only afford maybe the digital copy. They didn't bootleg it, but they bought it off of some streaming. I mean, you know, like Bandcamp or something. They don't look at it that way. They just got to say, you're a bootlegging leech, bitch. Fuck you. I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, look at me. I'm, an, I'm Look at me. I'm superior. And that's their madness. You know what I mean? I don't get it. But I remember after a while, a lot of time, you know, with these, these, these sites, you know, somebody might say something like, oh, here's the new, let me get, let me see, let me see. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, Necro. There we go. Here's the new Necro album. Yeah, here it is. Here's my link. Remember, this is my link. Go ahead and download it using my link. Right. So, 
link starts to get spread around. Next thing you know, that sparks that sparks another bullshit thing. Motherfuckers could start attacking each other, saying, "Why are you downloading my file that I uploaded? <laughs> Why are you sharing my link?" I go, it was bound to get passed on one way or the other. Why are you motherfuckers so superior to one another? That's, and and then, then that, that's another thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't get it. You know? <laughs> I buy a lot of freaking shit from goddamn from the East Coast when it comes down to metal. I listen to a lot of East Coast metal. I listen to a lot of Acid Witch. They're Midwest, but still, you know what I mean? They're same time zone. <laughs> I buy a lot of Acid Witch merch. I have a lot of... I'll have a lot of it. Believe that. I don't go around parading it like, look at me, I'm so cool because I bought all these with my own money. Look how special I am. I'm not like those wicked underground people. It's stupid. And and and, and, and why are you going to fight over it? You know? It's juvenile. Yet... I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to understand, right? Maybe I don't get what the hell I'm trying to say with all this shit. All I'm saying is what I've seen. And if it wasn't, you know, people bitching about their links getting shared, it was people bitching about those who don't pay or those who do pay and pass it around like, you know, like, you know, like they're doing so, so bad because they're giving it for free to other people. The funniest thing is a lot of like a lot of bands that I've ever heard and a lot of rappers too, they don't really care either way, you know. They said, you know, a lot of them say it's bound to happen, whatever. Some of them are like, yeah. <laughs> I remember one band said, if you're gonna steal it, go ahead, but just remember the best way to experience our music is go to one of our shows. Now that, that now that's clever right there. Don't buy my CD, but come see me in concert. That's cool. I like that. Matter of fact, that was Lorna Shore back then when that Tom dude was singing. Because I remember they did an interview with Chug Core. I think it was Chug Core or Total Death Core. I don't know. It was one of those core sites that I used to follow a lot. But yeah, it's just the way it goes, man. Files get passed around. Files get on blah, blah, blah. Support the underground, support whatever, whatever. It's your band. It's if you do or you do not. Just know I probably have at least one t-shirt or CD from somebody that you know that you like. <laughs> Unless it's corn. Corn can go straight to fucking hell. And I mean that. <laughs> I'm going to play you one last song. Then I'm going to do the outro. So... Here you go. You might like this one.
kissed you goodbye. My sack is full of good love. You'll be back, you'll be back time. Now you wish that you could have it. And you feel like such a life fool. Two ladies step away. Now we just don't feel the same. Gotta pack it on some, gotta blame it on some, gotta blame it on something. Blame it on the wind, it was falling, falling. Blame it on the nards, hairy and white. Whatever you do, just blame it on my roof. Blame it on the wind, yeah, yeah. You gotta blame it on the wind. You should have told me you were sorry. Enjoyed the episode. There was a whole lot of nothing talk. Uh, you having fun with it, man? This is therapy for me, motherfucker. You gotta respect that, at least. You don't. At the very least, that's what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I respect you. You respect me. But no one thing. If I see you in person, I probably won't talk to you. Sorry, it's just the way I am. I'm all fucking clammy and nervous and ugly and short and fat, but it happens. Part of the deal. Comes with the package, but the pay sucks. So, dig. I just want to say shout out to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you can always find my show, you know, everywhere, you know, anywhere and everywhere podcasts are heard, Stitcher, uh, Apple Music, which apparently um, I didn't know of, but I'm on there too. Spotify, Anchor, which is the OG link, all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? You're going to find me. You can find me on all those. I'll eventually get that link tree thing going up so we can actually start, you know, sharing the links and everything like that. 
until I figure everything out, that's the way it goes. That's the way it is. Like it, like it or not, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? So, without further ado, you know where to find me. Instagram, Kane is dead. Instagram at Kane is dead. Uh, fucking Facebook, Kane is dead. You know what I'm saying? You can find me on all that shit. You know where to find me. Even Tumblr, if you're interested in that shit. Tumblr, Kane is dead. You know what I'm saying? Dig. One word, Kane is dead. Dig. So, with all that shit said, I want to wish you guys that blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. This has been the Kane is Dead program. As usual, I am your host, Kane is Dead, a.k.a. Kane, a.k.a. Joey, a.k.a. Joey CM, a.k.a. Joey C. Molina. It don't matter what the fuck you call me, because that is who I am. Just want to say thank you for listening, all one of yous. You know the deal. We are motherfucking out. Fuck it, see more remix.